Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello, 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 everyone. And I know you can all you can all rejoice. You can start singing your hymns again, sing the praises because Jack Graham has returned to Saturday Draft Five. I'll apologise to you all. I got that vaccine last week, and by God, I was hit by a dump truck. I felt absolutely awful. I can only apologise for not being here, but thanks Stephen Wilson for coming on and uh, replaced me for last weekend. We had a grand job, a grand old job. Uh, obviously, you know, after hearing my voice, wasn't the Saturday Draft Five. So welcome back. Hope you're enjoying this fine Saturday, whatever you're getting up to. Just listen to our lovely voices and tune in to everything draft-related. Obviously, I'm joined by our two usual co-hosts here on SDL, and I'll offer my apologies to them as well. So, David Talkney, sorry I couldn't be here last week, but you did a grand job. Uh, well, it's good to have you back, Jack. And you know what? You're doing a fantastic advert for encouraging people to get the vaccine. You might feel like a dump. Tr- you might feel like you've been hit by a dump truck afterwards, but you know what? It's for the greater good. So, when you get <laughs> when you when you get the jab, offer. You take it. Thank you very good. That's it. <laughs> Scott, obviously, you're here as well and you managed to get your tag partner, Stephen, along. So uh, I'll offer my apologies and thanks for replacing me in such quick notice. Uh, all right, Jackie. Also, we understood the reasons why you weren't here last week. But, you know, it's good to have you back because, you know, where else will we find someone so valuable at having a discount to my car? They'll laugh. <laughs> For uh, fuck's sake, like, <laughs> yeah, so you can only get that in Saturday Draft Live, in which you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcast. We are on it, we're all over the shop. We've got a YouTube channel, where you can find all different book it quite showdown stuff. I believe, Dave, you're in the final of Book It tomorrow, it's released at 7 pm. Actually, you- actually, it comes out tonight. tonight oh my god, it's tonight. Yep, tonight, and I'm going to show that ginger prick Stephen Wilson that the first ever ESSR champion is also going to become the first ever Booker T Rofi winner oh my god man Hogan of ESSR like WrestleMania 19 all over again (laughs) oh my but obviously you know you can find us on Twitter as well Suplex Retweet we've got our Facebook page we've got the community page get in there start talking about wrestling you can find that we uh the latest feature show in WrestleMania 17. I believe that a recent show has just been recorded as the the rock best Raw After Mania moments. There's good discussions on there about what the fans' favourites Raw After Mania moments were. And I just get in, get involved, talk about wrestling. That's that's what we love to see. But we'll get on with the draft-related business here. And as always, we're in the top three of the week. And Dave, we'll come to you first because your 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 pick here of Bianca Belair sitting pretty in third mm-hmm. position on eight points this week. I believe you changed your captaincy to her last week. Yep. How, how, how are you feeling going into this kind of final stretch here of uh, the draft? Feeling pretty good. You know, me and Robert, you know, we had a bit of a debate about, you know, who our captaincy should be changed to. But um, in the end, we decided to go with playing it safe and say Bianca Belair because we argued that the argument was she would get the most exposure and a bit more momentum going into Mania with the, the light at the end of the tunnel being that she captures the SmackDown Women's Championship on the big stage. So, I mean, we did think about, you know, maybe put it on Cross, put it on Matt Riddle as well, which in hindsight is probably something we should have done from the beginning. But you know what? You live and learn, and that's the risk of the draft. But we're happy, you know, Bianca 
managed to get a couple of appearance points and a big win on SmackDown this week, plus the captaincy bonuses applied. So that is enough to edge her in the top three. So I think it was a, I think it was a good decision going uh, with WrestleMania week coming up now. I was like, she's, she's just sitting outside the top 10 right now, 24 and a half points, potentially come end of WrestleMania. She might creep her way into that top mm-hmm. 10. So I, for, you just got to hedge your bets and hope and pray. What, what, because I, was, I, I, I wasn't here last week, Scott, I'll ask you the, the question about the captaincy change to, to Bel Air. What, what was your thoughts on and how, how, how have you felt her performance has been this season? You know, I really thought it was, a, it was a smart decision. You know, I think it was probably better that he didn't switch her before because she had suffered some losses amongst this whole uh, this tag team feud with Nia and Shayna that came out of nowhere, which I we say not about that. Last week, it was a week of captaincy changes because not only did you guys change to, to Rhea Ripley, but the goat tones took it off of Nia and Shane and put it on Daniel Bryan. I was very confident his chances in the triple threat. And notice how quickly after the Gavin's has been taken off Nia and Shane is that they are nowhere to be found, not only in the top three, but even in the top ten of the best scorers of this week. You know, they're still in the top ten overall the season, but how quickly they jump out of the top three after the Gavin's has been taken off them. But yeah, Bianca with WrestleMania looming, you want to get a best finish possible, even if you don't finish in first, you might get that strong finish at WrestleMania. Someone else will be hoping for that strong finish at uh, WrestleMania. Scott is our second place this week. Edge, the captains for Sarah and Strack on 10 points. Also, they've kept the captaincy on Edge. The whole way through uh, the, the season, is tie is in fourth position on 58 points. I think probably the only person in their team that could have put the captaincy on, but it's, again, a good a good pick to have, a good captain to have with a chance to win the Universal Championship in night two of WrestleMania. You know, it, it could send them further up the leaderboard than where they are now. Mm-hmm. It's amazing he's in like number four of the top ten overall this season. I know he's been the captain the whole season, but the fact that he's only had one match up until this point, and that's just mad the amount of points he's been getting. This top three is one of those weeks where like all three are captains, it shows the importance of who you put your captaincy on. And I think, you know, when we look, look at the top six of the week, you know, it seems like uh, it sounds rather not going to be able to win this season, but they are looking for this last, like, leg, like comeback where they finish somewhere in the middle of the table where they're trying to leapfrog some of the other teams, you know, so that they won't be, uh, so hopefully people forget some of their questionable decisions. <laughs> but it's something that's quite interesting, I would say, about edges, like, obviously it's a sure-on pick to take this season, but... Dave, also we, need, we we look ahead to next season as well. Mm-hmm. Even if Edge wins the Universal title and whatnot, is is he going to be a valuable pick come that first round, or could just could you see him drop to round two by for next season? Depending on what happens in WrestleMania, we don't we don't know yet. But obviously, with with that season, he's always going to feature a lot. It might not feature as much in that big spread to, from uh, Mania to SummerSlam. So could could, could his stock could fall a bit here? I mean, there is every possibility that it could, but as we've seen from past seasons, you know, he's a he's a big draw. He's a Hall of Fame superstar. I don't see him going past round two in the in the draft selection. Maybe some people might be a bit hesitant. You know, they might decide what to do with him next. But looking at how many points he's accumulated over this season alone, fifty eight points, and the majority of them were from appearances. Like he regularly gets featured on weekly TV, and I think that can actually still play a factor because look at. Um, Look at Zelina Vega from, I believe it was series, mm-hmm. season four. 
Like, she hardly competed in any matches at all, yet she was one of the highest scoring picks of the entire season. So even just with appearance points alone, it can still be a massive points getter, uh, especially with the captaincy applied, and that's where Sarah and Straka finally found their rhythm. So I, I think Edge is still going to be a very high pick come come next season, if it, even if he only makes, you know, just regular appearances week in, week out. I think you also have to think that it's also been helped to survive some of the other members of your team that haven't been performing that well, but just by like Seth Rollins and Bert Baker finally started getting some wins as well, but also the importance of Edge as their captain can't be understated. Uh, um, going into next season, I think win or lose, Edge will still be in the, the Universal title scene. And I think he is worth taking a punt on, maybe, if not round one, around two, maybe. And I think the good thing about next season, even if uh, Edge doesn't really pay off as a pick, there is always that transfer window be exchanging for another pick. Oh, that, that dastardly transfer window. Oh. <laughs> oh, it gets you all excited even thinking about it when it gets that time. But we can't get to ourselves, head of ourselves yet, Dave, because our number one this week on 20 yes. points after winning a match, appearing in many different backstage segments and appearing in different bits in the ring 20 points 20 points for Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. the captain of Gary's team he's getting a lot of momentum coming into Wrestlemania hasn't he he is getting a ton of momentum right now and I put this these 20 points down to get not one but two wins on Raw this week over Ricochet and Mustafa Ali that coupled with you know the many backstage appearances plus the captaincy bonus it's been a big, big scoring week for Drew, who has now overtaken Nyan Shayna as the top scorer this season with 119 points overall. And it's a, it's a, it's a commanding lead over Nyan Shayna now because they've been sort of flip-flopping between these two in terms of scoring. But Drew is back at it again as the, the top scorer of the season. And it's, and it's been a running trend for many seasons now. Mm-hmm. Whether, he, whether or not he wins the WWE Championship, I think, is irrelevant at this point because Grant and Gary have already got a ton of momentum going in, obviously, because they've got Bobby Lashley on their team as well. So even if Drew finishes the season on a low, I think he's still going to walk away as the top scorer of this season. I think that momentum is going to continue next week because we've got announced Bobby Lashley v. Cedric Alexander and Drew versus Baron Corbin. And I think Lashley and Drew are set to win those matches. And then potentially if Drew wins the uh, the WWE Championship, even if Lashley wins, it's still points, but not as many as if Drew won because of the captaincy. So I think... They've got Gary and Grant have got this momentum that they really need, especially as we're about to go into the very last week of the draft. This, this will arguably probably be the the maddest last week of the draft we have ever seen mm-hmm. in draft history. Not 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 because it was is really close to the table and we're going to table in a minute, but we have Raw, we have NXT Takeover Night One, we have NXT Takeover Night Two, we have SmackDown, we have WrestleMania Night None, WrestleMania NXT, NXT, NXT UK Prelude, NXT. Uh, but that's well, not that's on the draft. This season that'll be in next UK will probably be coming back next season. Stephen said he don't know if that was official, but he did consider NXT UK and Dark Elevation as whereas regular Dark is apparently gone in general. So I mean, obviously you got AEW as well. So there's so many wrestling events this week where the teams will get points. So mm-hmm. expect to see many a changes after each night of where folk are, especially in that top two. But we'll get we'll get to the table now, as expected. Myself and Ross, the priesthood, in last position. It's been mighty unfortunate. We're on 117 points, but I won't go too much into my team now because I believe we'll be speaking about that next week, Scott, won't we? Uh, yes, we will, Ross. Uh, we'll finally be here next week. He does work uh, Saturdays more than not, but he does, has been filling some extra shifts specifically so we can get Mania weekend off like a good wrestling fan should. 
and so he will be available to talk to us about uh, his team. Uh, one interesting thing about your team, Jack, I don't mean to rub salt in the woods or anything, but you weirdly have both the best NXT pick and the worst NXT pick. You have also the worst being Champion Thatcher, but the best being uh, Finn Balor. It's, it's just been a weird one, obviously. We, I'll talk about it more next week, but there's definitely three picks that's hampered us, and it's where maybe we went one way, we should have went the other, and we could be potentially a different spot right now, but we'll talk about that next week. We'll go to our fifth position, Sarah and Strack, who's usually at the bottom, but they've sailed way, way above myself and Ross. They're 15 points ahead, 133 points. One point just above them, Scott, it's your team with Stephen, the two-man power trip with three R's. Obviously, you will have a big week coming up this with NXT TakeOver. You've got Darby Allen, a title defence. You've got WrestleMania as well. There's there's so much to look forward to your team. You can make quite a big jump here to potentially claw, claw a wee bit of that top three, you know. Yes, very much so. I was surprised to see how uh, much behind us down track are by that one point. But obviously, Wednesday, we have Darby Allen going against J.D. Drake, who's mainly been showing up on Dark Elevation alongside Buddy Dolph Ziggler's brother. So I don't think... He's going to be much of a threat to Darby Allen. We have Kushida, MSK, and Raquel Gonzalez all in matches on the night one, which also, even though it's an NXT, it's considered night one of the takeover, so I believe it will be scored as like a takeover would, as a pay-per-view would be on the draft. So that'll be interesting to talk about. Also, you guys have got people who will be competing in big matches on night two, a stand and deliver with Karrion Cross and everything. But given that two or three members of our team are in title matches, guys, me and Stephen have... A big announcement. Oh, oh my god. Finally, it's been finalised. Something we should have done probably a couple of weeks ago, but we are changing our captaincy. We aren't entirely confident that Big E will walk out of WrestleMania as Continental Champion. So, the new captain for Two Man Power Trip going into the final week of the draft, looking to finish off night one of Standing Over as a new champion, Raquel Gonzalez. Smart choice. Smart choice. Uh, it, yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense. Obviously, it's widely tipped to be the the the, the new champion come the end of night one. That'll get you mad about a pay per view point. She's been appearing all over the shop in NXT recently. She's got all the momentum on her side. I, I, I commend that captaincy change, Scott. Thank you very much. You no, know, she's if she does win, then I mean she'll done weirdly a lot better than Charlotte Flair would have. I don't, I don't think a lot of people would have seen Kim because Charlotte is officially our worst pick. Uh, I would have thought Kishida was, was our worst pick after he let us down at Vengeance Day, but he's got that match with Pete Dunne that uh, could prove uh, to be his redemption for our team. What What do you make, David, the captaincy change here? Obviously, going into the last week, we expect to see some power plays. Obviously, we saw three last week. We've got another one this week. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. You know, everybody's sort of making a big play for WrestleMania week, and... I even recall, you know, the, the whole Io Shirai Raquel Gonzalez debate going as far back as the selection show. And mm. me and Robert very nearly almost picked her uh, for this season. But I think it's only really going to benefit the most come WrestleMania week because we had a feeling Raquel was going to win the NXT women's title at some point. Uh, probably the and WrestleMania takeover was probably going to be that that moment. But yeah, doing it now is probably the time to strike. And it's I think it is likely Raquel's going to walk away as champion. It's funny how, like, the start of the season, there were a couple of weeks where me and Steve were at the top, and part of it was because of some of our NXT picks. We had uh, two or three of the matches of Vengeance Day went our way that we had people in, and now for the final leg of the season to kind of break away from 
from you, you and Ross, Jack, or it's from Sarah and Strat to break away from those teams and not and finish strongly in the middle. We're relying on NXT takeover going our way once again. And uh, I think you have a lot of momentum going your way for NXT takeover, but we we, we do see this big gap. It's a, like a 56-point gap, I think, to uh, David and Robert Shaw, 198.5 points. You've just made your cabs to change. You spoke a bit about it, but Bianca Belair, you're in a, in a maybe a decent kind of spot coming into the into the final week, but you could argue that maybe Grant and Gary's in a bit of a better spot who are 28 points ahead of you uh-huh. on 218. You know, they're they're getting there with David and Ryan only half a point ahead of them. So it's very, very tight at that top of the table. Obviously, the captaincy change from Naya, to, Naya and Shayna to Daniel Bryan. They're hoping Daniel Bryan will win the Universal title and get that extra points because the women's tag title seems a bit unclear right now what's going to happen. Obviously, there's many rumours about what match is going to go down, what's happening night one, night two, but we won't, we won't speculate on that yet. Yes, yeah. yeah. if, if people want uh, like confirmation and talk about the rumours regarding the women's tag team titles, you know where they can best find those is on ESSR Central, your home for news and reviews of the weekly wrestling, where me, Grant and Russ discuss the plans for the women's tag titles for WrestleMania and how sad it is that it's probably going to be Lana and Naomi that win it. Nothing against Naomi. <laughs> Well, there you go, there you go. You found it, you found it all there. But it's time, as always, to go to Dave's Listeners League corner. Dave, take mm-hmm. it away for us. Well, actually, there's been, I think for the first time this season, there's been no change in the top five of the Listeners League uh, this season. So we'll just go through the top five again. We'll just see how the points stack up and if we've got a bit more of a competitive race going on. So fifth place, we've got Dan Wood with, I was told to draw a wrestler, so I drew McIntyre. We'll still go down as the as the best uh, team name this season. So, and there is going to be a running trend for these teams because all five in the top five have Drew McIntyre as their team captain, but it's more to do with their third round picks that I'm most interested in. Dan Wood's third round pick is Daniel Bryan, who just broke into the top 10 with 37 and a half points overall. And he's in the universal title match, which he may or may not win. So Dan could still get a strong finish, maybe get out of that fifth place spot. Same uh, for Ollie Browning, who's currently in fourth place with the Cena The, on 230 points so ollie's been sort of there to thereabouts but his third round pick is aj styles who had a bit of a quiet start but is now started gaining momentum as uh, wrestlemania looms who and he's also in a title match challenging for the raw tag titles with omos so that plus drew mcintyre could potentially win the the wwe championship might actually bump him up as well so there's a lot of competitiveness going around here just eight points ahead of Ollie is Billy Strachan with Billy's no mates on 238 points. Now, his third round pick is also AJ Styles, uh, but his tag team is uh, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, which obviously caught everybody by surprise, as opposed to Ollie, who's got Nia and Shane as his tag team. That could possibly be the difference maker between third place for these two. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Second place. Alan Laurie, Peace and Jam, with 248 points. A very, very strong competitor this season. His third-round pick, he's in the same position as Men on a Mission, where Bobby Lashley's his third-round pick. Uh, Second-round pick is also Big E. So a few big scorers here or thereabouts. But Raquel Gonzalez is his fourth-round pick. If she is expected to win the NXT Women's title this week, that could be what closes the gap uh, between him and our first-place finisher, but hopefully maintain second place above Billy as there's a 10-point gap between those two. Uh, top of the table, though, and it's uh, sounding like a broken record here, Jack, but the, the people's representatives, uh, Ryan Dalglish's team, 265.5 points. 
we said before, you know, Ryan's in a, a very good position. He also has Daniel Bryan as his third round pick. Finn Balor, you know, has been scoring big points for him as well, but he could be in danger of losing it to Karrion Cross at Stand and Deliver. But Drew McIntyre as his team captain, I think is what's been carrying his season along with Nia and Shayna. So that's sort of where the listeners league is right now. A lot of uh, chances for the top five to be shaken up in many different ways. And there's not that many points either between Ollie Brown, between Dan Wood, who's in fifth place. Michael Clotty is only one and a half points behind him. So you never know. We could see Michael Clotty break into the top five uh, in the final standings of the Listeners League. But all I can say is WrestleMania week is going to be a very competitive, uh, competitive week for not just the Listeners League, but for the main league as well. And I hope to see absolute carnage in terms of points getting. So uh, with that said, back to you, Jack. It's it's certainly a, a very interesting time in the Listeners League. Obviously, I've I've I've, I've gone on record to say that I, I believe that Ryan will win. But did I think it would be at this close at this point? No, I think it's going to be very exciting. I do think it's going to be a couple of points in the edge, either uh, Ryan or Alan to win. So I, it's it's a very exciting time, and both I think will be itching at the chance to come drop, uh, come play with the play with the mainly like next season, don't, don't you think? But we're getting to that that point near the end of the show. And I, I, I messaged you boys the other night there about a, a, a wee task, a wee, a wee thing that maybe we're going to start doing here at SDL. And I've dubbed it. I've not, S- I've not done my homework. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry. It's all right. We're all good here. But I've dubbed this SDL's ones to watch. Obviously, maybe a bit of influence from FIFA and whatnot is taken there. But you'll see that for ones to watch, I've asked the boys to give us a pick that they expect to do well next season that haven't been drafted this season in any capacity. So they won't be allowed to pick Paul Heyman as a draftee for next season. An example is their ones to watch because he's in a tag team this season. Someone's completely off the draft board that we expect to have a good season next season from that mania to SummerSlam stretch that think they could pick a lot of points during this time so without further ado Dave I will come to you first Dave who is your ones to watch for next season my one to watch next season is going to be the newly invigorated Nigerian prince Apollo Cruz because this time last year he was the second highest scorer with 17 and a half points in season four now that doesn't go unnoticed like Apollo Cruz was a bit of a mixed Mixed bag selection, shall we say. But he turned out to be one of the best selections of uh, Stephen's season. Of Stephen's season that time when he had his uh, had his uh, his first win. So, and with this newly reinvigorated character, and with him potentially winning the the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania, I could see him going on an absolute tear as this sort of heel persona because he wasn't really hitting all the notes as a face character. And I think with him as a, as intercontinental champion and with regular matches going forward, I think Apollo might repeat what he did last year and be one of the big scorers, especially with a championship on him and a captaincy applied. If, if somebody decides to do that and given, you know, that this coming season is going to be the, and going to include the transfer window, there's going to be an opportunity for, some superstars to gain massive points, even if they don't get drafted at the start of the season. So Apollo is definitely going to be one to watch in my aspect, given that 
You know, he's on the verge of winning the Intercontinental Championship. He's got a new character going forward, and it's likely he's going to get plenty of appearances on SmackDown as one of its top heel figures. So that is my one to watch. Interesting. What difference a year makes, doesn't it, Dave? Because when about going into the main SummerSlam season last year, when Apollo Crews was picked by Steven, who was the one laughing? It was you. <laughs> when Steven was storming away and Apollo was actually winning points, winning the US title. Who was laughing the, now? We didn't. We've been through this already. I apologised for laughing at him, and I ate my hat as a result. I no longer. And then you tried to pick him in a season where he didn't do as well. That was karma coming back at you. (laughs) He did all right. He did all right. My season. He's not like you know Keith Lee this season, who has been consistently brilliant, but he's actually the second lowest scorer this season. I I do think you're you're right in what you're saying, though, Dave. I do think that I do think he will win the Intercontinental Championship. He could have a very lengthy reign. And as always, Canada Continental champions are always ever-present on TV and SmackDown, so I think it could be a good choice for next season. So, oh, Scott, we'll come to you next. You can't pick up all the cruises. You're ones to watch. Who, who, who have you got for next season? Yeah, give an honourable mention before I give who I'm actually going to pick. Aye, of course, of course, fine, Ed. I was going to say almost, although I think if you were going to pick a next season, depending on what happens at media, he would be picked best as a team with AJ, but that would involve someone who's already drafted, but I'm just thinking this season, if anybody had picked almost, I mean, the amount of appearance points you could have picked up this season would have been amazing. But my actual pick, uh, I was looking over AEW and NXT because I think that there's a way scene where they kind of pay off more in a longer season. So I'm going to go with, we, we speculated on the Gauntlet Eliminator for uh, TakeOver Night 1 on Central, who was going to go through and be in that, and then go on to face Johnny Gargano night two. I've, I picked, when I watched next season, the guy who I think is going to win the Gunnel Eliminator and then go on to face Johnny Gargano next season. The guy who was picked before, but then got injured, but I think now is the time where he's going to get that push. Dexter Loomis. Interesting. Interesting. Obviously, he was meant to win the, widely speculated to have won the uh, North American Championship last year before he got injured, then he kind of had a season out, and he's slowly creeping his way back in, Potential, potentially going to win the North American Championship at TakeOver this time round. An eerie character, but a character that's always kind of present in NXT, isn't he, Dave, when he's not injured? Oh, yeah, definitely. He's, he's always been on the cusp of, you know, capturing the North American Championship, and he's definitely in a strong position to win the, the Gauntlet Eliminator match. But I'm actually kind of surprised you didn't go with LA Knight, you know, the former Eli Drake. You know, he's been racking up, you know, wins and a lot of appearance points here and there. So I think I wouldn't bet against either either of those guys as a one to watch going forward. Yeah, I think he's more of a slow bird kind of pick, which I think is good for that kind of season. But I think if you want to start off the season up with a guy who's a, a champion and you got to get you those kind of points, I think Dexter Lumis will look similar to Apollo, potentially going into next season as a champion, which I think is very possible. That's why I've taken the captaincy off Big E. I think that's such a, a possibility, but even though LA Knight has gone on, is now part of the Gauntlet Eliminator, his singles record is now one and one, where he randomly lost to Bronson Reed. And nothing against Bronson Reed, but just it seemed to come out of nowhere when it felt like uh, LA Knight was still so fresh and felt his high profile signing. I was also going to mention uh, Christian Cage potentially for what he might get up to in, in next season because he's had one match so far. And I think going into season nine, he'll be wrestling a lot more regularly on AWTV. Well, so we've got 
Dexter Lonis, and we've got Apollo Crews. It's two of our three ones to watch for next season. I'm going to go a bit a bit out there for mine, I think, for my uh, ones to watch. Um, I'm going to go to NXT, same as you, uh, Scott, but I'm going to go to the women's, and I'm going to pick Tian Shah as my ah. ones to watch for next season. I think that, also we've seen Zia Lee a lot come about with uh, uh, when she's wrestled, she's constantly winning, but Tian Shah's always there. I feel that she's eventually going to get to that point of wrestling maybe even with Zia Lee and the women win the women's tag titles in NXT I don't know but I do feel she's going to be a big big player coming into mm-hmm. next season I'll, I'll go to you Scott what's your thoughts on that uh, I definitely think that's a smart one I actually think that her and Zia Lee they're going to be the ones to to take the tag titles from Ember and Shotzi I think the intrigue was to who Tyan Shah actually is I think that'll be the, like, the X factor and the unknown that allows them to get the win over uh, Ember and Shotzi. I think with this like spooky like mystery around the team with her and Zaya and Bo and what their connection to each other is, I think this could be like a weird new version of like how the Wyatts were in the original NXT. This weird unknown that used mind games against their opponents. What about you, Dave? That was I was there. I went maybe mm-hmm. a bit out there because we've not we've not obviously we've seen her, but we've not seen much of what what's going to happen with that. What's what what do you make of that? I, I think it's quite a, an interesting choice to say the least because they're obviously getting featured a lot and they're definitely in a, a position to win the women's tag titles at some point down the line. And I think with a lengthy season such as the following season with the transfer window, it definitely has something to consider. However, I think if I was you, I would have actually picked Zia Lee on her own because she's mm. getting more prominently featured in matches and picking up wins. And even as a singles pick, she could still win the women's tag team championships and get the points uh, from that perspective, rather than having to gamble on Zia Lee and, T- and Tian Sha competing together, you could you could take just one of them and you'd get just as many points. And that's, I think, it's going to be something to consider when you're choosing singles picks and tag team picks. You have to decide, you know, who's going to, is there somebody that's going to be featured more than the other one, rather than both of them featuring together at the same time. So it, it's definitely one to consider. But personally, I would choose Zia Lee as an individual. I think I'd agree in a way with Dave because in terms of like singles matches, you're going to see more from Zaylee than Tian Sha at the minute. I don't know when they'll uh, have our first ever singles match. I don't think it'll be for a while yet. But uh, I was well, when you said about uh, NXT and Toby Lone, so I thought you were going to mention uh, Taya Valkyrie or Frankie Monet or whatever she's going to be called now, who said to make her official like on screen debut in like two weeks. I, I I can't take away our, our former hosts wants to watch. I would imagine David Campbell. You know, I, I, I've, I'll, I'll keep that for him. We know, we know his love for Taya Valkyrie. So I've, I kept that there. I went. I feel that just that there's this two. She like clearly uh, Diane Shah is the, the main the, the the main character, the main body of that trio. And obviously, Zia Lee's just kind of doing her bidding, so to speak. I do feel that potentially coming to that season, like. She will come to her own. We'll see her take that prominent hold. At, I mean, you could take Zion. We will probably do equally as well. But I, I'm, I'm, I, that's why I've went me a bit out there more. As I said, I want to go a bit out there more with picking Tyne Shah. So there we go. That's that's it. Our three ones to watch for next season: Dexter Lumis, Apollo Cruz, and Tyne Shah. What a what a wonderful trio! And we'll <laughs> end 
we'll end Saturday Draft Live and on that note it's been an absolute pleasure hosting as always Scott thanks for being here Hey, Richard. This is these next two weeks are my favourite time of the entire draft. The end and the one season, and then the selections for the next. It's always so much anticipation, and the fact that we're going into the next season with the top two being a half point between them. Oh, it's going to get good. Uh, it's going to be tight like a tiger, as I <laughs> said in Austin Powers. And uh, Dave, thank you, very, thank you very much for being here as well. Hi, uh, thanks, Jack. You know, it's going to be a mental WrestleMania week. You know, there'll be lots to cover. We'll do our season finale next week and then we'll have our draft selection the following week it's going to be a an interesting time mm-hmm. we're absolutely here for it and i've been jack graham i will see you next week goodbye